Hello, I'm Enda Coyle-Green. Welcome to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. Episode 2, Mary Branley. In these podcasts, in 10 minutes or less, you will be guided through a poem and pulled into the heart and mind of the poet. In this episode, Mary Branley shares the cinematic landscape of Ben Bulban in Sligo. The miners' path stretched back into the past for us and up Ben Bulban that January morning. The day was black and white and every shade of grey, like a photo from the 30s, with grim-jawed, black-shawled, long-skirt women and children in bare feet. We came to our grandparents' home, Thurmore, Glencar, still roofed but heartless, grooved in the valley and blind to the lake the slopes, the bay. We remembered the story of their wedding day. The church was ringed with soldiers. On the run, the best man couldn't join them at the altar, so a modest labourer stood in, long socks to the knee. The married couple jaunted home to the table spread with sweet cake and stout, a spray of roses from the wild briar backed by fern. The bride was shown how to hold a black revolver in her white wedding glove, how to steady her eye, her hand, brace against her husband. She practised on a plank of wood all day. To the left, the telegraph poles gasped upward. We bowed like the rusted pylons on the right, keeping on for the cleft in rock and stopping often. We traced the miner's path to the barred Baritis shaft. Emerging in the hard white mist, the outline of the hostel, room enough for 18 men. From the litany of shadows, our fathers and our uncles stepped out of the mouth of the mine, loose-limbed, beardless men in fifties caps, their youth and hunger bitter from the damp. Each was eager for a rationed puff, a spume of smoke as someone coughed and spat its red-eye end pinched by thumb and finger and stashed in the waistcoat pocket. Seams of sleet and hailstones, darkness closed on wheels and cogs, on trespassers and innocence and poverty. My cousin played the foggy dew on her silver whistle. All I could do was take a pinch of snow in a black velvet glove and feel the bone cold misery. A raven free in a rain cloud passed over us, said nothing. Uh, My name is Mary Brandley. I'm a poet based in North Sligo. All of my writing always arises, we say, from a real experience, Um, an actual walk that I took with my, my cousin, um, up in Bulban and we were on this miner's path and this was my first time in this you know on uh, doing Ben Bulban from this side the Glen Carr side which of course is my father's ancestral farm and uh, it was January so the day was literally was as everything is in January sort of grey and black and white so the day we were up the mine we got as far as the hostel and then up to the 
you know, up to the opening of the mine. And then, you know, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. It began to get very overcast and cold and the hailstones are raining down on all this disused cogs and wheels and metal um, bits of metal lying around. And it's like, you know, the ugliness and the sort of coldness of the place was was going into my bones. My cousin said she'd have a go at the foggy juice. She had it in the backpack and we had flasks of coffee and Mars bars and sandwiches. So we had a quick bite and a tune and we're hoofing it down the mountain again. And as I recall, I slithered and slid. Now, I had gone up the, up the, the path with, with not the proper either shoe wear or coat. And my cousin said, I've, I've a pair of gloves here. She will they do you? And they were these black velvet gloves. So the black velvet glove is an actual part of the poem. and apparently the church was ringed with soldiers. And at the time, of course, we didn't know the exact date of the grandparents' wedding. And I assumed, in my innocence, it had to be during the War of Independence. I was thinking it was around 1919-1920-21. In fact, it was 1923, and this was really the height of the Civil War, um, it certainly um, the battles had been raging on Ben Bulban uh, between the Free State and IRA soldiers and my grandfather had definitely been caught up in that so the church ringed with soldiers was the Free State soldiers surrounded the church so that added a very different uh, tone to the history their, the history of their courtship and this was all during the civil war the meaning for me is central the emotion is central the the spirituality within the poem these are the important things to me because i'm not somebody who who uh starts with structure i'm somebody who starts with the emotion or the actual experience and how how is it i can convey so this poem is in five parts so it's quite a long poem but at the same time it is fairly simple um, there's nothing here that, you know, a sixth class child couldn't read and understand pretty simply. It's just for me, it's the layers of meaning. The poem stays the same, but the layers of meaning and resonance change over time. I decided I would um, apply to the Arts Council for an Agility Award uh, to have musical to have a music element to performance my to my poetry readings um and there was one, there was one person in my mind at the time mark murphy who is a he's a jazz pianist but he's he's a virtuoso he's really cross instrumentalist multi-instrumentalist also but i think i felt that his own he'd have a resonance he's coming from the heart space he's coming from an emotional center um and i contacted mark would Mark want to go in on this with me? And he said, are you thinking of anybody else? And I said, who would you like to invite with you? And he said, uh, Cleana Quinlan, my partner. I was like, that's going to work great. So the three of us put an application together and we were successful. Um, so Cleana and, and Mark both just... It's so easy for them to improvise, compose, follow each other, you know, down any musical valley in each other's writing, in each other's compositions. 
um, and Mark plays one chord and then Clean is off someplace else. So it's really, really, really fun to uh, spend time with them and to come up with new stuff, new soundscapes for the poems that are already there. And they're, you know, directing me as well to say, come in, stop, you know, silence, go again, raise, you know. So there's all of this, you know, this like theatricality, performance elements come in, which I really enjoy. The miners' path stretched back into the past for us and up Ben Bulban that January morning. The day was black and white and every shade of grey, like a photo from the 30s. With grim-jawed, black-shawled, long-skirt women and children in bare feet. We came to our grandparents' home. There are more Glen Carr, still roofed but heartless, grooved in the valley and blind to the lake, the slopes, the bay. We remembered the story of their wedding day. church was ringed with soldiers. On the run the best man couldn't join them at the altar, so a modest labourer stood in, long socks to the knee. The married couple jaunted home to the table spread with sweet cake and stout. A spray of roses from the wild briar backed by fern. bride was shown how to hold a black revolver in her white wedding glove, how to steady her eye, her hand, brace against her husband. She practised on a plank of wood all day. To the left, the telegraph poles gasped upward. We bowed like the rusted pylons on the right. Keeping on for the cleft in rock and stopping often, we traced the miner's path to the barred Boritis shaft. Emerging in the hard white mist, the outline of the hostel. Room enough for 18 men.
from the litany of shadows, our fathers and our uncles stepped out of the mouth of the mine. Loose-limbed, beardless men in fifties caps, their youth and hunger bitter from the damp. Each was eager for a rationed puff, a spume of smoke as someone coughed and spat, its red eye end pinched by thumb and finger and stashed in a waistcoat pocket. Seams of sleet and hailstones, darkness closed on wheels and cogs, on trespassers and innocence and poverty. My cousin played the foggy dew on her silver whistle. All I could do was take a pinch of snow in a black velvet glove and feel the bone-cold misery. A raven free in a rain cloud passed over us, said nothing. Thank you for listening to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to spread the word. Send a message in a bottle, tell your friends down the pub, or write to us on Twitter at Fingal Poetry. In fact, We'd be delighted if you wrote a tweet-sized poem about how much you love the podcast. Don't forget to tag us in the tweet. These podcasts were made with the support of funding provided by the Arts Council of Ireland's Capacity Building Support Scheme. The Fingal Poetry Festival takes place between September 15th and 18th Tickets can be purchased at FingalPoetryFestival.com and at the door. Fingal Poetry Festival is kindly supported by the Arts Council of Ireland, Fingal County Council, Ferris Naguelga, Poetry Ireland, Laureate Nanog, Fingal Libraries, Lower Poshti Erin, Children's Books Ireland and RTE Supporting the Arts. Our poetry prizes were sponsored by DHL Global Forwarding and the Progressive Credit Union. Thank you for listening. See you next time.